Hi, this is John Bruni, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Derek Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 13th of May, 2019. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Well, why not? We've been talking about this ever since I've gone in and started all the rewiring in my subconscious mind and the things I've put out solo and with other people of the family here. Um, we live what we talk about. There's an awful lot of posers out there, but not here. So when we're talking about rewiring, when we're talking about intentions to the universe, when we're talking about growing our businesses, when we're talking about solutions, but most of all, when we talk about kindness to others. And I don't mean the touchy-feely stuff. Knowing what we know and wanting to help others, no matter what, whether we make a penny or a million dollars, it doesn't matter to me. The main thing is now... This is the drive of Eminem more than ever. We are going to be a national radio show, I promise you. Stay tuned. Also, too, don't forget, Fiorello Barbell Company, our premier product, Winners and Champions, Inc. Those are 14 modules which will change your life. I mean, there's everything from A to Z there. And I could put in 25 more modules, but I'm telling you right now, you got more than enough. It's reasonable. Get started on it. Also, investing in M&M and FBC, that is on Fiorello Barbell Company. That's Prosperity Conscious page. If you know anything about prosperity consciousness, it's like this. Give, 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 but you must give back. And we're asking for a $25.50 and $100 investment in the company, which goes right to PayPal and gets invested in both companies. And I mean that. So, if you haven't, give. We could use the cash coming in here to do more things. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We got a great guy, good, good friend, family member of the show. He hasn't been on in a while. There's been a lot of people that have been coming back in. Um, a lot of that is due to my schedules, their schedules. But you know something? They're always welcome here, and they know that. And we've got our pal coming in momentarily. We got Will Dinwiddie coming in. And when we talk about winners, champions, unstoppable, this man has it tattooed right to his forehead, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Will is not only a good guy, he's a very impressive individual. And we're going to get into some pretty good stuff today, as always. Also, too, go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right to my MailChimp account. And you know the way we are with content here. We are just content rich. And you will get whatever I send to your inbox. Also, to investment in MotivationMuscle.com. We've got people coming in here now, beginning to invest. We are going after many more corporations. This is why when people say to me, well, I don't see as many shows out there. I was just talking to Will offline. Like myself, when you're a one-man army, you have to do the things right now that are going to put more of a foothold out into the business world. And as I've said to Will and so many of the other people that are on with me here, there's going to come a time when a bunch of us are going to be standing on stage in front of 50,000 people telling them how we got here, what we did, why we did what we did, why we got our faces kicked in so many days 
yet still came back, still came back, still came back. This is what I'm talking about. Also, too, don't forget to go out to Fiorella Barbell Company. That's our YouTube channel. Real men, real strength, real power. And on that note, I'm going to give you a little information on Will as soon as I bring this up. Number one, he is a trainer, strong man. He's owner of Epic Fitness Solutions. He's a writer, an arm wrestler. I didn't add, uh, the man was running marathons too. Um, he's been in cage matches. This is a guy... I, I can admire Will in a lot of ways here because of his dedication to go after to anything he wants. He's another guy where I always say, never take no for an answer. This is a guy that doesn't take no for an answer. So, we're going to talk about push and pull. If you've Over the years, if you've watched at Epic Fitness any video, Will's always up to something, picking something up putting something over his head. So we're going to get in this because I don't feel this is talked a lot about at all. You might see video, but who's talking about it? Well, we're going to today. So on that note, Will, welcome back, brother. It's always an honor to have you on, and I can't tell you how happy everyone's going to be to hear your voice again here on Eminem. Well, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Uh, lots, a lot's happened in the last year, and uh, and I can't wait to talk about it. Well, you know something? You, like myself, you, and so many of the other family members on here live it. I said that when we came in a little while ago. And I know there's a lot of people with products out there, and I know there's a lot of people that got a lot of verbiage. And I can't say I do or don't know enough about any of them, but I do know one thing here. You, myself, and everybody else live what we talk about. And I think that is the most important thing, especially if you're going to put out a product. Because as you know, and I know, I've gotten ripped off as a kid many times. All right. Oh, boy, look at this. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you get it, and it's like, uh, where's the meat and potatoes here? It doesn't live up to the height. Not at all. And that, to me, is criminal. All right. There's too many people out there. You know, we talk about this so much, um, especially with the kids. Um, there's an awful lot of lost souls out there right now. And there's an awful lot of people that are being told they can't do anything or why do it and this and that. And as I was saying on um, the last few shows, and this is something I know that that you'll, you know, let me see here, that you'll know what I'm talking about is um suicide rate in 13 year olds are off the chart now and that's yes. got to be one of the most heartbreaking things you could yeah. ever hear and i mean it's high in everything now and a lot of the reason for this in my opinion is number 1 too much media number 2 there's too many people out there telling you the world's going to hell every day and it's not going to be around here in new york that's all you hear global warming is going to wipe the world out in 13 years so a, a young kid whether you agree with it or not as an adult they can't decipher a lot of this stuff and there if there aren't people telling them uh you know let's sit tight here it's nothing to worry about i can understand what's going on you know you're a 10 year old kid and say and you got 13 years to live well if that's all you're hearing we know what's going on here and this is why when will and i are going to talk about the push and the pull it goes deeper than this Physical culture, to me, is the best thing you could ever get into. I don't care if you branch off into other things. When you build a base, and the base we usually talk about is a squat, some type of a pole, obviously a press. It could be a floor press, a bench press, or overhead. All right? And these are the common denominators, I feel, that build an individual, not only mentally, physically and spiritually to a point when things come at you you can handle things much better but let's talk about the push and the pull and a lot of things that go with it will let's talk about first of all let's talk about a push what do you like as far as pushing goes uh, anything overhead okay um is is my go-to i i still do like presses like chest presses and things like that bench press floor press incline press um, dumbbell press, whatever those, you know, I still want to have a strong chest, yep. but that's, that's really like just for looks, you know, it doesn't, it's just 
because I want to look at my yeah. chest to look a certain way. But as far as function goes, um, overheads are, are my <clears throat> are the ones that I feel like are the this is the kind of press that I feel like is the most functional. Is something that you should train regularly. It should be in your program. You know, every week you should be doing some kind of overhead press, a standing overhead press, or seated, but preferably standing because then your core is getting in work. It's getting worked, and, and it's um, um, multi-joint movement, so you're getting more out of the movement, you know. I'm yeah. more really into having a fully strong and developed body, not just specific muscle groups. So I want the whole body to be strong from many different angles, and, and so uh, you got to train many different ways to get that ultimate development. Let me ask you this. Um and I'm sure you do both because I do. Most people, let, let's face it, unless they're going to come and see you or here or wherever, most people don't even know how to, to do a, a correct clean, obviously, to get it set to press under it, okay? Now, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, obviously, I take them out of the rack or, or I'll use um, squat stands, et cetera, et cetera. Safety, all right? Yeah. No. Okay. Now, as far as overhead goes, and I know yeah. that you and I, I know I've seen enough pictures of you with the logs and that. Let's let's talk about somebody that maybe has got maybe two, three years, relatively new to overhead. What would you say at this point would be the best way um, to get overhead? Do we want to start putting together the package of learning how to power clean it, or do we want to pull it off stands or what? How do we get somebody started in your opinion? Oh yeah, that's good. Good question. Um, and you know, I, I always start people out seated yep. and then I work them into standing, but you know, yeah, you want to, you want to, um, have them take it out of the rack to start out with so they get used to it so they can develop, uh, their core strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just depends on the person too, depending on where the person's starting from. If they're already athletic, they can, you can already, you can start them into the clean and then press. You know, you can take them from the floor to the shoulders, then yep. from the shoulders to overhead. Um, but if they're a relative beginner or, you know, their athleticism isn't quite there yet, then, uh, I, you know, I like seated work and yep. I don't just, <clears throat> and there's, and I do seated work with, with many different things. So I'll do Smith machine presses. I'll do, I'll do um, seated overhead presses with and without a back support um, with a barbell. I'll do in front of the neck or in front of the head and then behind the neck, mm-hmm. behind the head. Um, I use dumbbells. We'll use different kind of hand grips, neutral grips, uh, pronated grips. Um, we'll do single arm dumbbell press or I'll have them do uh, both arms at the same time. You know, like uh, we can graduate into cleaning both the dumbbells and pressing them both over your head from a standing position. So there's there's so much variety, and that's just dumbbells and barbells. You know, then when you get into like log pressing or, or yeah. monster dump pressing, um, axle bar pressing, Viking press. There's a lot of a lot of ways that you can work your your uh, shoulders and your and your overhead press. Lots of variety out there. Sandbag pressing. I mean, you know, you can do a lot, <laughs> you can do a lot, but you know. The basics are if you're a beginner and you don't have much experience, I start people out seated. Yep. And then as they get stronger, I work them into um, um, standing positions. And, and you know, seated even, uh, you know, I'll use a back support to start with people that are, you know, not very strong. And then we'll take the back support away as we continue to do seated. And then when I feel like they're strong enough there, then it's like, okay, let's let's move you on into standing without you know no back support you know like and then as you get into heavier weights we can slap a belt on you know so you can have something to push against but uh um there's a there's a you know there's a progression that should happen you know um but it all depends on the the individual because you know everybody's starting in a different place and so you know everybody has different abilities so some people are naturally really good at, at putting things over their head and others it takes a lot of training, you know, so no, yeah, but that, I do, I do believe that we, you know, you can be good at anything that you want if you train it hard enough yep. and you train it smart enough. Well, you know, you know, it's good about stuff like that too, especially once you get along in your lifting career is, you know, 
specialization for a little while can really knock the boredom out of a lot of things. And let's face it, man, oh, yeah. nothing looks better than somebody coming at you, as we always say, with door wide shoulders, man. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's no to walk around like and you with a barn door back, you know, because. Oh, you're... yeah. Well, yeah. And we know overhead builds the hell out of your upper back, especially it, it yeah. builds everything. And you know something? Bill Crawford and I got into this one time with the stone lifting and the shoulders and the traps and all that. And we are talking about, like, you know, they say how sexy arms are. Well, now it's like the erectors have become the new arms. So many people are talking about, well, i got to build erectors. i got to do this and that. I've been doing that stuff for a long time, whether I'm using the glue hand machine, you know, starting right from the top of the chain down with the old high shrugs, which is a word you don't hear much anymore. You know, the close grip bent row with uh, in the power rack when we're only moving them four inches, but you're doing a isometric pull against the other set of rods that feel like they're going to break oh, yeah. your arms in half. All these great things. But you know something, too? I'll never forget. There was this guy. He was he was short. He was big, man. And when we were kids at the old Y, and we used to get in so much trouble with those older guys because we used to wise off at them. But they were awesome dudes, man. And I remember this guy always saying, and he had big ass shoulders. I'll tell you, Will, I bet he was no more than five seven and a half. I bet he weighed 230. And he didn't have a big wow. gut on him either, right? He was massive, man. And this is what he used to always say. I'm going to build me some coconut shoulders today. And I never okay. forgot that. Whenever I go in and press, that's what I always say. I'm going to build me some coconut shoulders, man. And these huh. guys were not only strong. You've probably met a ton of them. They were characters, man. You, I don't I don't meet people like that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you know, uh, that's funny you say that because when I was in the Army, uh, yeah. Um, when we were, when I was in Ranger Battalion, people used to talk about how the Rangers had like bowling ball shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. and bowling, um, yeah, you know, because we're always working out. I mean, you know, the way the way you train and stuff, you're just always training hardcore. You're really lean and, and developed really well. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I I know what you mean. You know, yeah. like uh, yeah. having a strong set of shoulders is a uh, you know people notice that you know oh, yeah. plus it's just a functional thing. You know, it's, there's a lot of confidence that comes from that too. Um, you know, cause it's something that has to be worked on just like any other muscle group. You know, you can have, you can be genetically gifted, but if you don't work it, it it'll eventually go away. Oh, well, you know? it will, it will, because we've mentioned this so many times. As soon as they get an injury, usually they have no mental tenacity and they break. There's nobody, yeah, right? I see so many people with great, genetics and great potential but it's almost like a curse that they have that because they yep. they fall back on that they're like oh well i don't have to work as hard because i already got it yeah but then yeah. you get a guy that doesn't have it but works hard because they like to work hard yep. and then they surpass that individual even though they were far behind them to begin with yep and within a couple of years they're now at the same level and then and then within a couple more years because they developed the habit of working hard they yep. surpass and then there's no turning back nope you know no and then I, the, uh, I agree you know, and then you hear about is it, like well back when i was in high high school i can't believe it <laughs> yeah i was i met some other people recently that were telling me about how that their heyday was in high school and i'm like that's ridiculous because <laughs> your best your best days should be out in front of you still they shouldn't be sure. behind you Sure. You know, so I'm retired now. So we talked about that. I, yeah. I'm retired, but it doesn't mean that I've stopped lifting. It certainly doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, strong because I'm, and in some ways I'm stronger now, be, uh, now that I don't have the pressure on me yep. than I was when I was training all the time, you know, yep. when I was training 25 hours a week, you know, um, now, now my training is down to 10 to 15 hours a week because of course I'm in, you know, I'm back in school and I'm working on, on my mental muscles, Yep. but, uh, um, but I mean, I'm, you know, like, uh, just because, uh, just because you, let, let's say you retire or whatever also, you know, like this is kind of going off on a tangent, but you know, it doesn't mean that you stop lifting, you know, you may stop competing or whatever, or may take a break, but you still keep training because in my mind said, it's like, I still always want to be ready for whatever I may need to be ready for. I agree. So I need to be strong at all times. So 
let's say I decide that, yeah, or let's say I need to lift something up that's pretty heavy, you know, I still want to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, or yeah. let's say, let's say I have a change of heart and I decide I want to compete again. I still want to be ready to do that should I decide that I want to do that again. I agree. I'm not saying I'm, not saying I'm going to, but, you know, being strong, it just creates more options for you. It's like, uh, you, you, you can do more things. You, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you don't have, like, that's why I like being strong. It's because I like to be able to, if I, if I do decide to change my mind, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready within a couple of months to, yep. to be competitive again. Yep. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, you know, like I, I definitely, you know, feel like your best years should always be now or in front of you. You know, you shouldn't uh, say, well, my best years were in high school, and when I got out of high school, I had to start working and stuff. And I'm like, we, so do I, so does everybody. We yeah, all no do. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I know. I hear that You're same. Not, I hear that all the time. Hey, you, you know, you don't have a family. You, uh, well, you know, I, I, hear, yeah, I, yeah. I can't do it because of this, and I can't. Yeah. We well, yep. see. I don't have that word in my vocabulary. I can't do something. I, I'm no telling myself, words. I can do it, and and uh, I need to do it, or. You know, I will like, do uh, it. Why yep. shouldn't I be able to do this? You know, like I should be able to do this. And so um, I try to keep the word can't out of my vocabulary as much as possible. You know, like absolutely, especially when, it's going to, when you're working on your own personal goals, that can't be there. It's it's more you got to find a way. Yep. That's my main. That's what I tell myself mostly is you got to find a way to be successful. You got to find a way to make it happen. Find a way to make it happen. You always can. can. Yep. Who are you case. studying? Who are you? Who are you hanging with? Who are you listening yeah. to? Those are all yeah. things that have great bearing on your life. One thing I want to ask, though, before we move into the poll, and maybe we'll match a few things up. What do you like? And I know you mix them up. What do you like rep-wise when you're doing any type of pushing, Will? Oh well, that depends on the goal. I, I'm still really into lifting heavy. I mean, um, I singles. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to get away from it, but I. I at this point in my career, I'll still do singles and yep. doubles and triples, yep. even though yep. I'm, even though I'm retired from competing. Yep. Um, my my weight, I still consider consider myself having a weightlifting career even in retirement. But I, uh, but but you know, I'll hit my I'll hit my heavy stuff, but then I then I'll try for a max set of ten after that at this sure. point. Sure. You know, sure. but I'm still sure. pushing myself for a max set of ten, so I might get to nine and not be able to make ten. So yeah. I'm still pushing to try to see what I can push for a max for 10. So I, when I say I lift heavy, I'm like, I lift heavy. Even if I'm lifting 15 reps, uh, I'm still trying to find a weight that, that I may not be able to finish 15 reps with. So I'm still going as heavy as I can mm -hmm. for those reps. So it's, you know, like I'll hit bigger, bigger, like bigger reps. But the main thing that I'm really concerned about is keeping the intensity as high as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, it doesn't matter if I'm doing one rep or 10 or a hundred, I'm still trying to be as intense as possible with, and put the most weight on that I believe I could handle mm -hmm. at that weight. And then, and then test it by pushing myself to, to see if I can do it, you know? Absolutely. Now, I know we, there's a million things we love to pull. I mean, we talked about pressing sandbags overhead a lot of people if you go to our etched and stone page you're seeing more and more people now pressing stones overhead too um oh, yeah. what with the poles i mean you know i've watched you over the years and i i've seen you pull some massive things um but i really always enjoy your atlas stone setup but let, let's oh, yeah. let's talk let's... a little bit about polling you know let's go with the idea too. you know the one to three year old lifter but i mean and we can get into what we like to do too but let's talk a little bit about that for someone that really would like to come in and become the best polling machine they can become will sure um well uh, again like i said with overheads variety is important because no one exercise is is going to to give you results in in, in every angle so yep. you know you got to do your conventional pulling, your sumo pulling, because those are two different ways of pulling and they're pushing your body in two different ways. But the thing about it is if you're looking for the ultimate development and the ultimate musculature, you got to do it all because the, because a sumo deadlift is going to fill in holes and gaps in your muscles that a conventional deadlift just can't get to, mm -hmm. you know, and an 18 inch deadlift is going to be the same thing. You're going to overload your body in a way that a regular pull just can't do because you're starting from a higher position. 
Yep. And, and the same thing with deficits. Deficit pulling is going to hit your low back in a way that a regular pull can't because you're starting at such a low position. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So stone lifting is going to make your back strong in a way that regular deadlifting won't be able to just because of the way you have to pick up the object. Mm-hmm. You know, car deadlifting is going to be totally, completely different than a, than a barbell deadlift, you know. Even if you're starting in an 18-inch position, um, it's still going to be different. You're going to be using your hips and your back in a different way than you would with a bar. So when you're when that like a car deadlift, the handles are at your side. Yep. Uh, like a trap bar, basically. Supination, you are. That's where right. you are. So, yep. But where, where, when you're when you're doing a a barbell deadlift, the bar is in front of you, or maybe the bar is behind you if you're doing a hack squat. Deadlift. Sure. Yep. Um, but uh, uh, the the point here again, just like overhead, is is you need to have a variety of all these things. So the way I program with me and my clients, and this has continued to work for me because, I mean, I just just a, a couple of weeks ago I pulled a 935 18-inch deadlift with no wow. belt. Wow. And so, you know, and I'm and I'm like, wow, that's my best ever. My best before that was 855 yep. in 2016 beltless, but I pulled conventional. Um, the point is, is that, like, even even though I'm not training like I used to, Somehow I'm still getting stronger, but it's because of the angles, you know. Well, so uh, yeah, definitely angles. But I'll bet you, I'll bet you a hundred bucks too. You're recovering like crazy now, too. Oh, am I? I am somewhat recovered. It still takes me three to six weeks to yeah, recover. Yeah, yeah, I know. But but it sounds to me more like your recovery rate is really coming up too. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. know you said it before. You know you're not hammering yourself as hard as you would to get ready for a meet. All right. So it's given your body a chance to come back, which is exciting. I mean, to think that your deadlift improved that much. Whoa, that's a big ass deadlift, man. Yeah, that's yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, wow, maybe because I I, I, some of these videos I post, I'm like stronger in retirement. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to compete anymore because um, because I did feel like it was a feeling, you know, last year when I when I retired from strongman, when I won this, won this state championship for the final time, yep. I, uh, I realized that I was not going to be able to recreate that performance. So I put a lot into that knowing that it was over after that. I knew I was retiring, uh, during my training in preparation for that contest. So I was going to go all out, you know, sure. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not seeking ways to become stronger. Just because I'm retired and not competing, I was doing this. I was lifting weights for myself for 10 years before I even got into competing. Sure, sure. So uh, for me, it's like I, I'm no matter what. Like I told you earlier, I'm want to live strong, you know. So yeah. I'm still gonna if I if I feel like I can be I can lift a weight that I've never lifted. Well, I'm gonna go for it. I'm not just gonna. I'm not going to tell myself, well, you're retired, you're not competing anymore, there's no reason to do that. I'm like, I'm like, no, dude, the 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 competing was all about personal things too. It was like testing yourself, you know, like against all the other guys that that were strong and testing your training philosophies against theirs because if you're winning against them, that means your training is better than theirs, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, that means what you're doing is working and so um, you know, this goes back to the way I train and the way I talk about using variety, you know, like no two workouts in my, in the last 10 years have been the same. Right. They've all been different, you know? So every time, so when I say like for my back workout, I don't do the same back workout I did the week before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I don't even do the same back workout I did, uh, you know, months before. They're always changing. And that's the best part about this variety that I'm talking about. And this is why I keep getting stronger is because when I when you pull, for example, like an 18 inch pull, <clears throat> and uh, you max out on that, your back is going to be fried for weeks, maybe even a could month. Be up to two months. Yeah, could be up to two months. You yep. know, and yep. for me, it averages. For me, I'm averaging about six weeks because the stronger you get, the longer recovery you're going to need because you Correct. blast your CNS and, and your muscle structure. Well, <clears throat> well, so okay, so I pull a max 18 inch up. That doesn't mean just because I can't. Pull an 18 inch deadlift again for six weeks doesn't mean that I just stop deadlifting. Right. I right. now go into a, I now go into a deficit style of deadlifting to to kind of get blood flow back into my body so I can I can recover those muscles uh, 
more so I, so I can recover them faster so I can come back and try again when I'm ready again. Yep. You know, I, I go into my bent rows. I, I, I just do different things. So I'm constantly training. Even if you're not directly going for these maxes, you're indirectly training to repair yourself so you can go back and try for a bigger max at a later time. No, definitely. So having, yep. having all this variety, you see also, for example, going back to the 18-inch deadlift, I pull an 18-inch deadlift. That's going to use a lot of back and hips. Yep. Well, I, I didn't work. I need to work my lats. I need to work, continue to work my traps. Those aren't sore. So I can go into exercises that I feel like are going to continue to blast those. You know. Mm-hmm. So I stay mm-hmm. away from heavy lifting on my low back until I feel ready again, but I don't just stop training my low back. There you go. You yeah. What yep. I'm so I'll take uh, I'll do conventional or, or, de- or deficit pulling because I know for a fact that I'm not going to be able to pull as much as I can for an 18. So that make that in my mind, I'm like, okay, you're going to be lifting lighter. So this is, this is supposed to happen. Yep. You're not supposed to be able to pull the same weight from a lower position that you can from a higher position. So th- this is now we're, we're into recovery work, but we're still building ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, yeah, it's all complementary. That's what I'm trying. That's what I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that all this type of lifting is complementary. So whether you're, you're maxing out or you're changing up the exercises, when you do these things, when you, when you're constantly changing the workout itself, the only thing you need to maintain is the, as the body part split every week. Yep. The, that's the only thing you need to maintain. Everything else should be, and your intensity, everything else should be, um, constantly changing your sets and your reps and your exercises should constantly change. So if I do a max pull one week or one workout, the following workout for that same muscle group, I'm going to do something that's more high repetition. Or if I'm still feeling like I want a max because that's kind of how I am, I'm going to find a different exercise to pull a max in that I feel like I can do really sure. well at. Sure. So so maybe I want to see what I can do for a max a max set of reps on a dumbbell row. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's not it's not directly affecting my lower back. But indirectly, my lower back still has to stabilize so I don't fall over, and, and, and I'm working my lats instead. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, like, yeah, your lat is going to be a big part of your deadlift, you know. Like, so Absolutely. yeah, you know. But there's no reason why you can't try to find PRs, like kind of like Larry Wheels. There's no reason why you can't find a PR in something um, on a on a regular basis when you're working out. You can find a way to PR in something. You can't PR in the same thing over and over again every workout, but you can. I can pull, I can PR my 18 inch deadlift one week and then my next, the next week I can pull a PR in my, in my, uh, dumbbell row, for example, or or upright row, uh, or a power clean or something like that. And, and I can keep myself motivated and inspired that way. I can PR, maybe I can't PR in a single rep max, but I can PR in a 10 rep max or an eight rep max or a five rep max, something like that. So there's always a way when you start when you start looking at, at training that you can PR kind of like school, you know, there's always a way that you can get smarter. You can know more, you can get more refined about what it is that you do know, you know, by constantly seeking it out. Yes. You, you can, it ain't, it ain't just going to happen. You're going to have to find a way to, to, um, to improve yourself. And sometimes the best way, sometimes the only way you're going to improve yourself is just by not as just by going in and doing, going up, yep. Doing the workout, you know, like maybe you don't have an improvement in anything, but because you didn't quit on the workout just because you weren't having a PR day, that in itself is you worked out another day. So that's, that's a PR in itself. So now you have, instead of 99 days in a row that you've been working out, now you have a hundred and then the next time 101. And so sometimes a PR comes about and just, just the fact that you've been working out for all these, this time in a row without, without stopping, even if you're not improving, you still hit your workout up. And it's, well, and it's the accumulation of all the little of all the workouts combined, the good yep. ones and the bad ones that create these that create the long term improvement. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, and you said it right because anybody that has business training or owns businesses like you and I do and all that, one of the most important things you can be is to make decisions quickly. Change them slowly, if at all. And when you say, and I've done yeah. it, and I know you've probably done it through the years, so there's sometimes I'm coming in to a workout where I don't have an idea what I'm going to do. And before anybody says, well, you can't do it that way, I'm going to tell you something. I've had some of the most productive, successful workouts by doing that. Now, I don't do it a lot, 
But here's what I let happen. I let my innate intelligence, meaning your subconscious mind, take over, and it starts giving me ideas. Okay, maybe tonight we're going to do, like Will said, a dumbbell bent row. But I'm not only going to do a conventional one-inch bar, I'm going to go to a two-inch bar, too. I'm going to overload my hand and my wrists and everything. Another thing, too, Will, I want to ask you, because I know we're getting near time. And I've been exploring some things. And I want to ask you this, because I know you're going to give me an honest answer. Because coming from a torn bicep, and I think you've had tears, too. I, mean, I don't remember if it was a bicep. Okay. Yeah, torn both of us. Okay. In your opinion... Because I hear pros and cons and this and that. How vital is it, do you feel, to train the arms? And I'm talking biceps especially because of the load we put on them with everything, but especially with stone lifting. But let's talk about from fingers right up to your deltoids. How important do you think that is to have success in all the stuff we've been talking about here today? And everything. Yeah, you have to train your arms. They're muscle, too. Yep. Okay, so some strength athletes don't like to do curls or things like that, which right. I think is ridiculous because I'm like, why wouldn't you want to do a curl? The stronger your arms are, the stronger your biceps are, the better you're going to be at pulling. Yep. Okay, look, man, when I tore my biceps off, uh, my surgeon told me, he's like, your career is over in yeah. strongman. Yep. I, was, I, was just, I was pretty much a, just a strongman at that time. And I was like, nah, dude, you don't understand, man. I didn't make it far for it to be over, and I'm like, I'm going to come back from this. Well, guess what happens? I come back from bicep to bicep to tearing both my biceps off, and I become a professional arm wrestling champion. Yeah, no shit. Of all things, that should have been the opposite of what should have happened. Yep. Okay, so I made myself stronger, you know, and then also it made my strongman lifts better. I I lifted 400-pound stones regularly after I tore my biceps off and yep. I had not done that up to that point yet. My best stones at that point that I had lifted was, uh, 330 successfully. And I had picked up a 360, mm-hmm. um, at that time. Um, but, uh, uh, point is, is that yes, having stronger biceps, uh, you know, made my stone lifting cause I never got sore in the biceps and almost everybody I know that does stones, they get sore in their biceps, but I don't. Yep. Um, because my, my biceps are so strong. Yep. Hand and wrist training. Uh, yeah, training like an arm wrestler made my hands and wrists strong, stronger for, for a strongman so they didn't get sore. Yep. You know, as like they used to. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand either, Will. The va- like, if you're going to go carry a Husafel stone or any type of stone where you've got to wrap and walk, People don't understand either the how important it is, not only the bicep and everything else, but the bicep especially, but that forearm, the idea you must thicken that forearm because I'm here to tell you, I've told people before, those steel Husa steels that I created, they're over eight and a yeah. half inches in width, and they're huge. And here's the deal. Those things hurt like hell to carry. And I mean, initially, until you can get used to it a little bit, and you'll never get like used a, to it. Kind of like a searcher squat, man. Oh, yeah. You ever done a, yep. Where you hold the bar across your elbows? Sure. Well, it's the same thing, dude. Yeah. Because yep. the H-stone uh, really gets you in the wrist. Yeah, definitely. That's where, that's where it, that's where it like, uh, affects you, you know? So, But what with training, eventually yep. that – like they become like like steel rods in there, you know, like Absolutely. ropes or cables, Absolutely. you know. They they but the the only way to get that you got to train these things in these these awkward fashions. And the the best part about the front carries, the H stone carries, sure, that's a totally functional. What I love most about strongman is that it's it's totally real life functional. These are real life movements that. Or, or these are movements that you were going to do in real life. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yep. You're not maybe you're not lifting a log over your head in real life, or you're not pulling a truck. But car breaks down, you might have to push it. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you're going to have to carry a box uh, uh, sometimes in in your life, and you're and are you going to put that on your shoulders? Yep. No, you're going to carry it out in front of you. Yep. And so having it's like these 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 uh these strengths in these in these ways, like strongman strongman strength is like the most functional, like blue collar, like yep, 
it's like farmhand strength. It, like it's like uh, it, it the carryover into regular life is like it's the best that I've ever done. And I, you know, I've competed in every strength sport, powerlifting and bodybuilding and arm wrestling and all this other stuff. And but none of that stuff is as good overall for regular life carryover as a strongman is because strongman it just the movements are replicate anything that you would possibly need to use your body for in regular life you know hey well look at this way when we were kids i still watch them if i'm walking guys that are tarring the road raking it out um you 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 know like well look at and will you look at these guys are pushing big wheelbarrows and now more than ever you always notice Look at the hands and the wrists on these guys, man. That is from oh, yeah. labor, heavy, yeah. hard yeah, you labor. From, you can't get that from put, put, you know typing on a keyboard. <laughs> no. no, you can't. And not only that, it makes you so damn soft mentally. You can't withstand anything. And we, we'll, we'll another, have to, that's another thing about lifting weights yeah. is the mental capacity yep. that grows within you because of it. Yep. It's all individual. Your efforts uh, are, are – your results are all based on, on the effort that you give. Yes, so I agree. So whatever what, – if you're not getting a very good result, uh, you're going to have to look at yourself because it's, it's because of you. Yep. You're not putting in the right effort. If you're – you see these champions uh, in, in these different sports uh, and you're like, oh, well, they just got genetics. That's not true. No. The, some of them have genetics. Everybody at the top level has some form of genetic ability. But who, the champions, what makes it, what's the difference between the champions and the guys that aren't the champions? Their effort in practice. Mm-hmm. It, Repetition. It yep. Into their effort when it matters, yep. you know? So, yep. and that's the same thing with ev- everything in life. If you have the potential or if you have the capability to, to, to earn a college degree or to, or to start a business, you have the capability to be a champion in other things. You have the capability of, of having the body you want or the, the abilities that you want. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of, of putting your nose to the grindstone and working hard and not making excuses until you make, until that day comes mm-hmm. that you look at yourself and you're like, I did it. I'm, I'm where I, I'm where I dreamed I was going to be 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever. I yeah. finally made it. And then you look, and then you're going to realize you're going to look back on all that time and be like, how did I make it? It wasn't because I took a pill or right. or anything like that. It was because it was because I fucking was persistent for all this time. I believe the day I, the days that I didn't want to work out. A lot of time, those are going to be the days that you're going to have your best workouts. I agree. Uh, I agree. You know, there's going to yep. be days that you're going to be so excited to get to the gym, and you're going to have a crap workout, and you're going to be like, "What the hell?" But what what matters is is not not whether you have a good workout or a bad workout. Those are important things. But what really matters is, is that you got in there and you did it anyway. Yeah. You got to show up. Gotta yeah, show you got to show up. And, the, and what my buddy Mark told me, my buddy Mark, Mark Wechter told me, um, he told me that intensity is what matters. Yep. Uh, you yep. have to bring intensity to every workout. So not not all workout, not all your workouts are going to be the same. Right. What I mean by that is you're 100% effort is going to be different from a day-to-day basis based on the amount of physical stress, emotional stress, intellectual stress, work stress, family stress. That stress has an effect on your ability to perform physically. Yep. So your daily ability to perform is going to be different from one day to the next. Yep. Now to be consistent, you're going to want to be, you're going to have to block things out. Yep. You're going to have to become like a selfish person if you really want to become a champion. That is also another thing that a lot of these guys have in common is, and I know what it's like, is that when you're a, a champion and you're a consistent champion, that's all you're thinking about. You're not I thinking agree. about, uh, um, you know, the the bad things in life. You're you're blocking all that out. You're not even giving it any thought. You're focusing on only improving yourself. Yep. I agree. Okay, so those, that's going to be a requirement to uh, to to reach your your truest potential. But here's another thing: is you're not going to be able to make you're not going to be able to keep it forever. You know, that's another thing I've realized also is that there will come a time when when uh, you know it, your time is up. Yep. As far as like your your very best abilities, and you're going to have to switch gears and 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 learn to be good at other things. Yep. But uh, but what I but how I think I went up on a tangent here, but uh, that's all right. We're but the almost. Main thing, Go ahead. The main thing is, is, is that uh, um, 
is that you're working hard towards something that's meaningful. So if your body and your strength training, uh, your tra- uh, uh, um, building yourself up, is that, if that's meaningful to you, you have to put in more. Yep. Yeah. There's there's no such thing as overtraining. Overtraining is just it's just like it's like it's like work. It's yep. like work. Is there any such thing as is um, too much overtime? No, no way, because getting paid that extra time and a half, you're going to put in. Yep. You're going to do that overtime. It's, it's a, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. going to get a reward from it. Yep. So it was my point. So when you put in extra hours to the gym, you're going to get a reward from it. You're going to get better results. Yep. You, well, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, and I know that. But um, I'll wind it up, and it's and this is the, the way it is right now, is get out there, push and pull. If you got questions, you know you can get a hold of me through Facebook. You can get a hold of Will through Facebook. Will's got a lot of video. I talked to him before he came on. I hope he'll put some out on Etched in Stone. That page is exploding, and more and more people are coming in there with everything. So we are doing everything we can to help everyone we can. And I'm telling you right now, you go out and listen to all the shows Will and I have done. It's like everything. It's just gold. You must go out, Will talked about repetition, you must go out and listen to these shows over and over again, because every time you do, you're going to garner something else that's going to help you yeah, out. So for on, sure. You know, so on that note, Will, give out anything you want to give out as far as websites, any way they can get a hold of you, I'll give out my information, we'll get you off before 11 o'clock, my friend. Sure, no problem, man. Uh, you can find me at EpicFitnessSolutions.com. That's my website. Or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Epic Fitness Solutions and Will Dinwiddie. Awesome. This is Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. If there's a show you'd like Will and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. I'm sure we can do anything. It's easy. We'll come up with some great stuff for you, too. Also, too, um, iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts, and we are on an array of other other, other places. Uh, if you want to get us in your car 24-7, AHA directory, it's pronounced AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words can change someone's life. And if you don't believe me, try it either positive or negative. I've seen it. I've been part of it. It does work and always work for the positive end. The hell with the other stuff. Also, too, as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. It's that important. You don't know what people are going through. I'm telling you right now, you don't. Also, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, Pull it if you're going to lift stones. Turn them into dust, and I mean that. You know, uh, go out there. Do some pushing. Do some pulling. I got to train tonight. I trained yesterday. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Will and I were talking about the back, the traps, the erectors. uh, I'll tell you one thing. You have those pieces in place. There's not going to be much you can't pull and push. Most people don't do things like that, you know, and these are some of the areas you really got to key on and key on hard. Obviously, the fingers, the wrist, all that good stuff. Um, also, too, um, the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher. It's called Domination in Blood Red. Um, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. We don't follow anyone's path, and that's just the way it is. Also, too, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, brother. Gets taller and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. And John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, who will be gone four years in August. He'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. I talked about paradigm shifts a little bit recently. That will give you a paradigm shift. And if you don't know what it is, go look it up. We're going to get into it more and more. But when you're having a bad day and suddenly you put your focus on keep smiling, you will be smiling and you won't be thinking about those negative thoughts. Believe me, it will do a shift. Also, too, 
Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Remember this. We need you, you need us, and we will be here for another 30 years, man. And we will, as I said to Will, we will one day all be standing on the stage together. We will have a national radio show, and I'm hoping maybe some of us one of these days will go overseas together and lift some stones. I'd love to do that with Will and so many other people. Um, This is what it's all about, folks. It's a brotherhood. And we are out there to bring you into this brotherhood, male or female. We don't care. You want to be something more than just regular? Come on in. We want you. Also, too, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you. And we got your back. And that's the way we think here. Also, too, you're all, I've said this before, you're all winners, champions, unstoppable. And this is very important. I say this a lot. And I've got criticism for it, too, at times. The people that are not promoting you, that are not behind you, that are put-down artists, as I call, I don't care who they are. I've talked about family. You get away from them. It's done. If you want to go and be great and extraordinary, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do things like that, folks. You're going to have to get a set of balls if you're a male and get with it. I can't tell you that enough. Start winning, and you're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. And before I sign off with Will, life is asking something from you. You need to do it. It's great to ask from life because that's what it's all about. But there's somebody out there, I guarantee you, that needs you today and every day. So don't be afraid to put yourself out. Will, I could talk to you for another week, brother, and we'll get together again in, well, we'll get together in June for sure. you got to get back on here regular. I know we've both been going through some stuff, and that's okay. But the hell with all that now, man. So thanks for being on, brother. It was fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's always a lot of fun. It's always a pleasure. I, it's a great way to start the day. That's you for bet sure. your ass. This will fire you in the great things, everybody. And this is what it's all about. Inspire others. So for Will Dinwiddie, this show, I might write the notes tonight. It'll definitely be up tomorrow. Be on the lookout for it. Um, we've been just doing fabulous stuff, man fabulous stuff and they're only getting better because as will and i both know you keep working on your craft you're going to become just out in the forefront of everything but you got to want to do it so for will dinwiddie this is eric fiorello have a great rest of the week everybody and go out and do something magnificent something that means something don't stand on the side of the road as i say and watch the world go by we'll talk to you soon everyone and be on the lookout for this show tomorrow thanks for listening everyone Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.